Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. President Trump declaring war on far-left anti-American training. It's being carried out by some federal agencies. The OMB director sent a letter Friday to executive branch agencies directing them to identify spending related to any training on critical race theory, white privilege, or any other material that teaches or suggests that the U.S. or any race or ethnicity is inherently racist or evil. I'm Julie Walker. One of Western New York State's major cities witnessing another night of unrest in its streets, Rochester, New York, where police had to use tear gas to break up a huge crowd of people. There were at least 11 arrests. Several police officers were hurt. Four people have died. A row house fire in Philadelphia. Crews responded around 8 this morning. The fire under investigation. This is SRN News. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with the statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Just after 1 o'clock here on AM 1280, The Patriot. That means we'll have the headline act, Mitch Berg, coming in in just a little bit. One Nation Under God is a movie that explores our First Amendment rights and courage need to stand up for our convictions. Watch it today at SalemNow.com and use promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. Looking at our forecast in the Homestead Road Weather Center, we're going to have sunny skies, highs near 77, and the lows around 61, with a chance of showers and thunderstorms likely throughout the night. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Bringing the truth to the Twin Cities for going on 17 years. In fact, we just passed our 16th and a half anniversary here on the air and uh, thank you very much and uh, not showing any signs of slowing down in fact in this campaign season there has never been a more important time for programs like the northern alliance brad myself uh, uh king banyan every saturday mornings uh, from uh, 9 to 11 on am 1440 the businessman to be here bringing the truth to you locally here regionally in the same way that that salem's daytime lineup brings it to you nationally and internationally. It's absolutely vital that, that this is out there and that you, by the way, do you do your part by spreading the word. There is ample opportunity out there. This is... I was at an event last night talking with some uh, friends of this broadcast. Actually, Brad Carlson and I were at an event last night and we were talking with some other... Another friend of ours who's a, a long-time fixture in local conservative media. You you may recall her from the boutique talk station, Sue Jeffers. She's not there anymore, so we can talk about her now. Uh, she's one of the good gals, uh, good guys, good gals. She's one of the good folks. And uh, we were talking about our uh, our impressions of this upcoming election. And I've been hearing the most widely varying predictions. I mean, the left is beating the drumbeat. Uh, and we'll come back to the drumbeat in just a moment here, uh, that, that Joe, Joe Biden is ahead and he's going to stay ahead. Yep, yep, yep. Don't question it. Yep. Science. Science. People on the left think polling is a science. It's really not. It's math and, and guessing and handicap. It's more 
aligned with handicapping, really, than science. Anyway, neither here nor there. And we, even among this group, we heard some widely ranging opinions. We've got people who, in the conservative media, we talked about Sue, talking about Brad, talking about other people we talked with, who are very optimistic. Now, I'll say up front, I'm, I'm your typical small town Scandinavian guy. Uh, optimism doesn't come easy for me. I see what I see around me in the inner city, in St. Paul, in the midway. I see the fraud machine. I see in action at the polls. I see uh, I see the Democrats' huge lead, at least here in the metro, among their three most important constituencies, duplicate Americans, fictional Americans, and deceased Americans. And I think there is just no way. And, as we've been, and yet, still, as we've been talking about in recent weeks, we have polls statewide that are showing Jason Lewis pulling up even with Tina Smith. So even given her incumbency, such as it is, and her crushing advantage in funding, fundraising, the polls are seem to be tightening up. We see a, a complete lack of polling in a bunch of races that I'm genuinely curious about. I mean... Colin Peterson has been in office for, what, close to 30 years now, 28, 30 years? I forget. He's been in office since the early 90s, going on 30 years now. And Michelle Fishbach, the endorsed GOP candidate uh, who came through the primaries a couple weeks ago, I haven't seen any polling. She's got huge name recognition. She's definitely well-placed to ride the Trump wave because, remember, uh, Donald Trump won in the 7th Congressional District, uh, a.k.a. East Dakota, by a, a roughly three-digit margin. I mean, almost the same margin that Trump won the Dakotas. I think the margin there may have been close to th- close to three digits. I mean, I think it was something like 79-21 Trump in, in my native North Dakota. And I, I think East Dakota, a.k.a. the 7th Congressional District, once you get outside Moorhead, was about the same. It's huge. Anyway, and, and so it, it's sort of like looking at Pete Stauber's race last year. Uh, last cycle, two years ago, uh, a district that's been voting Democrat uh, with almost no exceptions for decades, uh, voting first going to, to Trump in 2016, something I never thought I'd see, and then going for Pete Stauber two years ago, something I was dragged belatedly into seeing, wow, this this is going to happen. First Congressional District, I think Jim Hagedorn carries that pretty handily. So there's a good chance of flipping the 7th Congressional District, but we've seen no polling. We have no idea. And so, anyway, all by way of saying, I retain my pessimism. I am one who, who can't believe good things are going to happen. I am sitting here looking at what's going on and thinking... If, if only because the Democrats' fraud machine is so powerful, so well-established, so insulated from scrutiny by a media that will not do the job of, of, of reporting, asking the tough questions of any Democrat candidate, and by a state bureaucracy that is completely unbeset by any threat other than some judicial threats potentially and and even that those they're defying completely Steve Simon is currently defying three court orders to turn over information related to the the rampant registration fraud we've talked with uh, the Minnesota Voters Alliance a number of times about this we'll definitely be doing it again between now and the election uh and by the way more lawsuits going all the time on the subject Steve Simon oddly enough can't seem to win any uh any court cases on the subject and Oddly, even more so, won't comply with any of the court orders, (laughs) which is going to lead us to one of the several topics of the show today. Anyway, I will get back to that. I'm pessimistic, and yet I have people in my social circle, in my informational circle, on this station, uh, in some cases, who believe that there's a case to be made that Donald Trump is heading not for just for a win— but for a pretty significant one. 
And as little as I personally care for Donald Trump, and I know there are those of you out there whose teeth get set on edge when I say that, I I certainly will take him over the alternative. Because the alternative to Donald Trump, a candidate who I do not like much personally, but who has delivered on policies, by the way, almost entirely throughout his administration, uh, with which I have been completely satisfied, 75% anyway, what, say what you will about his personal style. Say what you will about his delivery and, and about his manner. There's questions to be had. Don't argue with me about this. There are certainly questions to be had about the way he presents himself to the world. I, 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 that's an argument I'm, I'm more than willing to have. That being said, I've been generally happy with the policies is enacted. I think on the foreign policy stage for all the left's yapping about how Americans are hated uh, in Europe— my response is, who cares? I mean, it's only a matter of time until we have to look at them uh, and try and teach them to quit killing each other again here. I I, I, I am not sanguine about the future of Europe at any rate. I, we have our own country to save here. And I will be dragged away from my innate Scandinavian pessimism with great difficulty. That being said, I think the election in some ways, is the least of our problems. Not to say that you all don't need to get to the polls and vote your conscience, and I hope that conscience is vote for conservative candidates. And by the way, along with my innate pessimism, I've been hearing stories about how many people in uh, who are campaigning for Republicans in places like Minneapolis, like St. Paul, like, like uh, the North Side, like the Brooklands, are hearing from people who have never voted Republican that they've had enough. They've had enough of worrying about their property values, about their taxes, about their safety. Which is, by the way, the unforgivable part. Minneapolis was has been for decades one of the safest major cities. And I will bet you dimes to dollar. Well, first of all, our murder rate is going to double in Minneapolis, and to a lesser extent, St. Paul this year. We may not be quite back to the, the bad old days of 1995 and Murderapolis, But in this day and age when crime nationwide, violent and gun crime nationwide has been dropping for almost 30 years, the idea that Minneapolis is getting worse, not better, is unacceptable. It's inabitable. It's not something that we should have to accept given the taxes that you pay if you are a taxpayer in Minneapolis or St. Paul or frankly statewide since it doesn't matter where you live via local government aid if you live in a place that works like Maple Grove or Crystal or Wyoming Minnesota or Hinkley or Farmington generally your tax money is being transferred to the Wastrel regimes in Minneapolis and St. Paul, your money is being transferred to support the policies that have led to Minneapolis becoming, uh, sliding down the slope to be yet another blighted city. A What, what was the old Star Tribune term? A cold Omaha? They're going to be wishing they were Omaha in 10 years at this rate. They're, they're looking at being a cold Newark or a, a cold Flint or cold Baltimore. New Orleans, yeah, all on the agenda here, folks, if things keep going like this, and, and they are. And, in fact, we see every sign that, 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 that this shows no signs of abating. In fact, the, the, well, there have been a few signs of abating. We will be talking about that uh, through a good chunk of the rest of this hour. By the way, uh, I'm, I'm excited about this show, uh, excited, and, and just a little, I mean, it's not a fun topic. But I'm excited to talk about it nonetheless. We'll be talking with uh, Albertville City Councilman Walter Hudson, longtime friend of this show, longtime friend of and participant in conservative media in the Twin Cities, about uh, the elephant in the room, if you will, and not the band, although news from that front coming up here later today as well, uh, but the small e elephant in the room. What if the differences that are dividing this nation, the great sort that is going on, the ideological division, which Dennis Prager points out, and I think with some merit, uh, the the differences in this nation, politically speaking, intellectually, ideologically, are worse now 
than they were in 1861, with, but for the, the sole exception of the issue of slavery, which was behind all of the reasons for the Civil War, by the way. If you trace back far enough into any other cause, they all trace back to slavery. We don't have slavery anymore. Someone tell Colin Kaepernick this. But Dennis Prager rightly put it, rightly puts it, we are farther apart politically, ideologically, intellectually now than we were uh, 150 years ago. And what that exactly means, well, we'll be talking about that with Walter in the 2 o'clock hour. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. The cult of Voiceover, zany sound effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Patriot on the free radio.com app. Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order? A singular government power? If we yield over and decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary. We no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, the world after Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and yours truly, Eric Metaxas. The Messiah will not arrive on Air Force One. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024. SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024 on demand. George Floyd's death sparked national outrage and propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice like few times before in our history. But between partisan politics and protests, the question remains, are we tackling the issue of race in America honestly? Tough questions like this are here to stay and demand fair and truthful responses if we want to move toward a better collective future. That's why we're bringing national media host Larry Elder together with author and commentator Candace Owens for a -a one-of-a-kind virtual event called Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Stream Unbiased live on September 17th as Larry and Candace share personal stories and present a straightforward account of the real issues of race in this country. Don't miss this important discussion in a pivotal season in our nation. For details and tickets, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Are you responsible for a fleet of vehicles? Do you own a landscaping, snow plowing, HVAC, or service company? If you answered yes, you need to check out Full Service Battery. Full Service Battery is a local company that focuses on anything and everything battery. They understand how vital a battery can be in Minnesota's climate. See for yourself why Full Service Battery may be the best kept secret in the Twin Cities. Huge inventory, expert advice, full service, everyday low pricing. Go to FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget AM 1280 The Patriot and our sister station Freedom 70. Uh, 1570, rather, <laughs> present Larry Elder and author and commentator Candace Owens for a unique virtual event called Unbiased. George Floyd's death sparked national outrage, propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice like a few times before us, and, by the way, sparked all sorts of riots, including one that from which my neighborhood is still recovering and will likely be recovering for quite some time anyway. Uh, Larry Elder, Candace Owens, talking about uh, the entire issue and much more. The unvarnished truth behind race in America. It's an un, uh, it's a streaming event called Unbust Live, September 17th from 8 until 9 Central Time, as Larry and Candace share personal stories and present a straightforward account of the real issues of race in this country. Don't miss this important discussion in a pivotal season in our nation. It's brought to you, by the way, by Roof to Deck Decoration. 
uh, thanks to them for uh, for bringing you this uh, this vital event. Uh, and by the way, uh, <laughs> Berg's eleventh law: there is nothing big left hates worse than the people that they see as their property: African Americans, Latinos, Asians, women, the LGBTQ population straying off the progressive reservation. They hate that, and they hate them. So as Larry Elder pointed out very cogently in the must-see movie Uncle Tom, uh, black conservatives, Latino conservatives, outside the Cuban community in southern Florida at the very least, Asian conservatives outside the Vietnamese community, they're some of the gutsiest conservatives in the world, and you can see how badly they are hated by what happened on Primary Tuesday. And in a way, this is a compliment to the candidate, Sia Lohr, who was the GOP-endorsed candidate to run against Betty McCollum in the 4th Congressional District. You knew they were scared of him because for the first time in recent history, uh, the the lefty Prague press actually turned out to try and slime a Republican candidate. Usually they can get by with just ignoring the Republican candidate. Well, Sia Lohr was getting slandered in the Asian community press uh, long before he even got the endorsement. I mean, they were, they were, here's somebody who's a smart guy with some fundraising and a, and a brilliant camp, excellent campaign, and a good staff, even, believe it or not. Not that people don't try really hard in the fourth, but there was some skill involved here. Well, <laughs> oh, what they didn't have was the numbers. The DFL knew full well that they were going to have trial, that Betty McCollum might face some problems. So they crossed over on primary Tuesday and voted for the candidate uh, against Cialora, a fellow named Gene Rechtsiegel. Who? Exactly, Gene Rechtsiegel. I've been involved in Republican Party politics in St. Paul in one form or another since 2004. I've never heard of Gene Rechtsiegel. I have no idea who he is. He might be a ringer for all I know. It might be a, a DFL ringer uh, come to absolutely do no campaigning whatsoever against Betty McCollum, but to keep... Cialor off the ballot. Well, it worked. Cialor is not on the ballot this time. I have a hunch he'll be back. <laughs> Anybody the DFL is this scared of, uh, anything that makes Betty McCollum and the, the St. Paul DFL, uh, the CD4 DFL, have to actually get up and do something other than wallow in their overpaid indolence, you got to know there's something there. But my big concern is this among many that I have here right now. And that is this election, the, the results of this election really matter to the extent that they will decide who runs the presidency for the next four years, but in another sense are almost irrelevant to the course that at least half of this country wants to take. Now, if you've been listening to this show for the last couple of years, you know that I have been working hard over off and on to point out the similarities between the way the left treats the right in this country and the way an abusive spouse treats their victim, the way a narcissistic boyfriend treats the girlfriend, the way the way a batterer treats the battery. I've been hitting on for years now, a piece called 20 Habits Narcissists Do to Keep You in Line by Shahida Arabi. And the big one that keeps coming back is is gaslighting. This idea that part of society tells you, yeah, what you think you just saw didn't happen. Here's what really happened. And by the way, who are you going to believe? Us or your lying eyes? And it's happening. I mean, it's the most bald-faced stream of gaslighting I have seen in all my years of watching this. And believe me, before I even knew what the term was, I've been seeing this. I, I codified it 15 years ago in terms of Berg's Seventh Law, which covers a few of these concepts in saying whenever a, a progressive defames a conservative's uh, uh, morals, ethics, care for other people, or, or ability to do the right thing, they're pretty much inevitably deflecting from their own activities to do the same thing. Now, the 
left in this country sparked the riots. They they took and ran with the the unrest that to some extent legitimate <laughs> the, the the unrest over police violence or or inner city violence or or the, the focused outrage against certain parts of inner city violence, at least the parts that the police uh, might be involved in, what rightly or wrongly, uh, ignoring carefully the the vast majority of the violence. We'll come back to that. Uh, they they it was it was their desired result. They wanted it. They abetted it. I mean, we've talked we talked about this last week on the broadcast. We went back to last October when Donald Trump held a rally in Minneapolis, and Jacob Fry, on one hand tried to charge the Trump campaign half a million dollars for security. And on the other hand, very specifically said, you can expect no security. The Minneapolis police are directed to let anti-fa romp and play in the streets. And you're on your own, but give us a half million dollars anyway. There's a great scene from the movie Goodfellas with a very similar, uh, very, very similar process. And the violence just kept on building as mayors in city after city, the likes of the useless Ted Wheeler in in Portland and the mayor of Seattle. And to, believe it or not, lesser extent, the the mayor of Minneapolis, Mayor Jacob McDreamy, aided and abetted the violence, spread the canard that without the police, there would have been no violence. It would have been all just the summer of love. Hippies praying through the streets, handing out flowers. Unicorns bringing resources down from the skies on their backs in little wooden chests full of gold coins. Without those darn cops, there'd be no problems. Well, of course, the nation as a whole saw the complete collapse of order in cities like Minneapolis, like Portland, like Seattle, Chicago, the ongoing collapse of New York City, by the way, which is it's returning. It's on its way back down to its nadir from the mid-1970s when it was on the verge of becoming a, a failed state in its own way, uh, a place that was on the verge of collapse until Rudy Giuliani came back and did what? Reestablished law and order. Most of the country being people of common sense, people of enough education to be able to tell uh, right from wrong, saw this, and the polls started to reflect that Main Street America is just not buying it. And so Big Left embarked on an effort to gaslight the rest of us into thinking that it was, in fact, the right doing (laughs) <laughs> throwing the Molotov cocktails. We saw it uh, a few weeks ago in the Star Tribune. Briefly, ever so briefly, read a story saying, ah, all of the burning and looting in Minneapolis started when this one white supremacist hell's angel lit the uh, the tires plus on Lake Street on fire. The story was there for about a day or two. Lefty social media and a bunch of bobbleheaded Democrat uh, legislators tweeted up a storm about it. Then the guy disappeared, whoever he was. They, they, they thought they had a name for him, but the story and presumably the guy disappeared, which leads us to a story that came out this past week. The Star Tribune pointed out something that I predicted and that most of us have known for quite some time, the idea that uh, while both Governor Klink and Mayor McDreamy were blaming, blaming white supremacists, and the Star Tribune did their best to try and back this up, white supremacists from out of state for the violence in South Minneapolis and in in St. Paul, for that matter, up and down University Avenue, my, my neighborhood. After three months of looking, the white supremacists are apparently out playing golf with the real killers that O.J. has been looking for for low these last 25, no, 35, no, 25 years. Only 25. Whew, that was close. They, they, after three months, nobody charged for the looting, the arson, the violence has any signs of being a white supremacist visible on their record. 
And notwithstanding the leftist trope that white supremacists, uh, by the way, I, I tend to go along with this, are a bunch of inbred mouth breathers who uh, are a bunch of losers who live in their mother's basement, which, by the way, is largely true. Uh, they seem to have the ability to conduct a riot without leaving any sign of their white supremacy and, by the way, disappear from view more completely than a Mossad agent on high alert. How does this happen? They're simultaneously inbred losers and yet more brilliant than all of Minnesota's law enforcement. How can this be? Uh, we'll come back with the gaslighting in a moment. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. It's about how we overcame poverty and hardship by not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we are supposed to vote for. And guess what? You can do it too. That's right. And we want you to hear our personal story for the first time. Uprising, the new book by Diamond and Silk, available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet. But I'll confess, my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Join us if you want, 651 651- Two eight nine four four eight eight, or you can join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N A R N Show. Uh, operators are standing by both ways. Either way, got something you want to say? Say it. That's why we're here. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight or hashtag NarnShow. That's N A R N Show. So. The gaslighting continues, and it's been in, in, in full fettle this past week. This has been a very, very busy week in gaslighting, uh, as we've seen really two polar opposite events happening, similar events that in fact reflect polar opposites about our justice system in blue America and the intentions blue America has for the rest of us. Joe Biden tweeted this, well, <laughs> someone 
acting on Joe Biden's behalf on Twitter, at the very least, uh, tweeted this past week. Does anyone believe there will be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected? Now, I had to look and see if that was something that someone else had tweeted first, uh, perhaps being plagiarized uh, or perhaps something that Hunter Biden had been paid by some uh, overseas uh, cartel to have his father say. Nothing checked out so far, but I'll keep looking. Anyway, this is the ultimate gaslighting, folks. Does anyone believe there will be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected? No, Mr. Vice President. What I do believe firmly and with good reason is that if you, Mr. Biden, and your part, well, really, if Kamala Harris uh, loses the election, that part of this country will consider it a case for war. Am I being, am I exaggerating here? A case for, for war, that seems... Uh, it seems drastic, doesn't it? No. It's it's common sense here, folks. We have had a near endless stream of 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 people on the left saying, in as many words, it is time to 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 pick up the pitchforks if if Trump wins or if Biden doesn't even win by a landslide. And it, and it, the the extent of the turnaround over the past two weeks, we talked about it last week. Uh, Governor uh, Governor Clink's response to the rioting a week ago Wednesday in downtown Minneapolis to send the National Guard in almost immediately, even though Mayor McDreamy didn't have a de- detailed operational plan, the exact opposite of his behavior Memorial Day week, shows that something is the polling isn't working out well for Democrats letting. The rioting run, and so what did they have to do? They they spent the good chunk of the last week trying to rechristen the violence as the Trump riots, and it reminded me a bit of, of a little bit of history, actually a history that just passed its eighty first anniversary this past week, August thirty first, nineteen thirty nine. A bunch of groups of of German SS officers staged a series of fake attacks on a bunch of German border outposts on the German-Polish border. And in fact, at one point, there was a radio station near a little village uh, at the time called Gliwice, uh, which today is called Gliwice in uh, the Polish uh, province, of, uh, province of Szlowski or Silesia today. Uh, a group of um, German intelligence operators, after an episode that was just a comedy of, of lethal errors, uh, quote, captured end quote, this radio station, which broadcast to the, the area on the northeast German border uh, between uh, Germany and Poland. Uh, they captured the radio station. They broadcast a bunch of militant Polish propaganda and then dumped a bunch of uh, bodies, basically prisoners that had been dressed up in Polish uniforms and then executed, machine gunned, uh, around the station and some of the other border outposts and used those Bodies and the attacks and these phony broadcasts as false flag photo ops designed to let Germans claim to the rest of the world, to the press anyway, that the invasion of Poland, by the way, which occurred four hours after these supposed attacks and after this supposed Polish propaganda broadcast, which literally took place four hours later. I mean, the, the entire German army was lined up on the border. And after these attacks by dozens of supposed Polish soldiers, uh, the entire German army rolled into Poland and started the European phase of the largest, bloodiest war in human history. Uh, it allowed the Germans to claim with at least a semi-straight face for the gullible that the war was started by the Poles. It was them that gave them the casus belli, the cause for war. I mean, it was... Absolute patent balderdash, and all the entire non-Nazi world knew it at the time. But within Germany, it was pretty much gospel. And outside Germany, for people who with dubious senses of critical thought, they considered it plausible. The notion that Poland provoked war with Germany. And it's a similar situation to anyone who's dealt with any kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better term, domestic abuse. 
the abuser always convinces people that it's the victim's fault, always. So when big left wanted violence, they welcomed it. They begged for it in as many words. And and I'm not, that's not idle chatter here, folks. Uh, on my blog, I posted a piece uh, this past uh, this, this past Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, it was It's called Glyvitz 2020. And scroll down the page. There will be a, a, a tweet video from someone named Elijah Schaefer who has put together a video of Democrats from Nancy Pelosi up and down the food chain welcoming violence, saying, yes, it is time to take off the gloves and, and duke it out. And, yes, the riots that we want, the, the, we want these riots. We want our opponents to, to feel our wrath. This is the sort of venting that our side needs to, to get their message out until it, they realized that it was backfiring on them. And then they turned them into Trump's riots. Yeah, there was a piece that came out this past week, National Review. Uh, David Harsani wrote this. Uh, there have been so many ginned-up moral panics over this past four years. They, they simply dissipate into the air. Remember, uh, the National Guard hysteria, Trump's occupation of American cities, has begun. For example, warned uh, Michelle Goldberg of the New York Times, happened right at before, quote, the fascists are snatching our mailboxes hysteria. Quote, as right-wing groups increasingly move to confront protesters in U.S. cities, demonstrators are ex uh, assessing how to keep themselves safe, says the same New York Times this past week. Uh, by the time this is all over, rioters will be remembered as the true victims. Absolutely, absolutely true. And by the way, we saw this in literally, uh, absolutely point for point this past week. We talked last week about the shooting uh, by Ry uh, a fellow named Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old kid from uh, the, the Illinois suburbs of Kenosha, just across the border, uh, who shot three people, killed two uh, during the riots in Kenosha. And I, and I said at the time, because my last broadcast occurred within the bounds of Berg's uh, 18th law, which, by the way, is after any emotionally fraught event, you will get no useful information for the first, I said, 48 to 72 hours. It's turning into more like a week these days after any inflammatory event like a mass shooting, like a politically charged self-defense shooting, such as the Rittenhouse shooting, like the Zimmerman shooting. Uh, by the way, it took us a good couple of weeks to get useful information out of that. But, or for that matter, something more, a little less deadly like the Covington kids. It was a good three days before the truth started to leak out that, that uh, uh, Nick Sandman was not taunting uh, Mr. Phillips. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, a, a discrepancy in the point of view that has made young Mr. Sandman a very wealthy man. <laughs> and his lawyers as well, by the way. Anyway, I said last week, to stipulate in advance, we don't know yet. At that point, we didn't know what the information was in, in Kenosha, in, the, in, the, in those three shootings, two fatalities. I acknowledge Berg's 18th law was in effect last Saturday. And I acknowledge that it looked like the first shooting might be a little problematic. Still might be, but we'll see. And the second two appeared to be, from my perspective as a non-lawyer, textbook self-defense. Well, Andy Ngo, who may be the single best reporter in America today, at least on the things that the mainstream media aren't allowed to report about, in other words, the direct action arm of the Democratic Party, they all, most for the most part, support, uh, actually did the reporting, asked the questions, did the digging that most of the rest of our media, I, I really suspect, aren't allowed to do even if they were, uh, even if they were inclined to. Pointed out that the three shot with two deaths in Kenosha at the Black Lives Matter riot had been identified. The first, well, we'll come back to that. Because right before this report came out, you had a phalanx of lefties from the most mundane uh, crazy on Twitter to Congresswoman Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, who, quote, and I quote, 
A 17-year-old white supremacist domestic terrorist drove across state lines armed with an AR-15. He shot and killed two people who had assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. Fix your headlines, Ms. Presley said. (sighs) Who will fix Ayanna Presley, I ask? The truth is out there, and we'll go to it when we come back from break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing the big debate of whether to use passive or active investment strategies. It seems easy to simply pick an index fund and ride the market up and down, but is it right for you? If stocks are volatile or downward trending, should you be concerned about where your money is invested? Alan Mike will tell you when and why to use both strategies. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them at 855-231-6010. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to jtrroofinginc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's jtrroofinginc.com. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? Hey, don't forget, since I, I can now officially announce this, my band Elephant in the Room will be uh, out on the road again. This Actually, not on the road. This is actually going to be kind of fun. I finally have a home game. I mean, usually when the Elephant in the Room plays a gig, we are trekking off to, I don't know, Hudson or, not Hudson, I'd love to get into Hudson, Stillwater or Mankato or or, or uh, where else have we played here lately, uh, Ramsey, often, uh, off, way off, at least way off from my place. I live in St. Paul. And finally, we have a gig actually on home turf here. We're going to be playing three weeks from today, uh, from 5.30 till 9 at St. Rose of Lima. It's their uh, their summer party that they're having, and it's going to be outdoors. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And by the way, if you don't mind popping by a uh, 
a, uh, a, a church uh, summer party, stop on by. We'll be entertaining for, uh, well, basically the whole evening. So I'd uh, love to have you there. Uh, they're, 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 I don't know what the cover is. I'm sure there will be one, but it's a great time. You can get out and socialize a little bit, which goodness knows uh, you, you know you need out there. Uh, and by the way, it's uh, about the only place you can find live music, by the way, anymore is these outdoor gigs. So if you miss a little live music, love to have you stop on by. Anyway, uh, just to reset here, uh, Ayanna Presley wrote just before the news of uh, who uh, was involved in the Rittenhouse incident came out. She wrote, and by the way, was echoed by every possible manner of a left-wing bobblehead, up and including uh, this, the, the local DFL leadership. She wrote, a 17-year-old white supremacist domestic terrorist drove across state lines armed with an AR-15. By the way, you have the right to cross state lines in America. It's not a crime. Uh, armed with an AR-15. Yeah, well, 17-year-olds in Wisconsin have the right to carry long arms. Deal with it. Shot and killed two people who had assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. Fix your headlines, she said. Let's fix Ayanna Presley. The first <clears throat> victim was Joseph Rosenbaum, age 36. He was the first one uh, allegedly killed by uh, Rittenhouse. Video, according to Andy Ngo, who is perhaps the one useful reporter in the entire United States when it comes to covering the far left, uh, one of a few anyway. There are others, uh, including many friends of this broadcast. Anyway, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum, age 36, was the first one uh, shot. Video allegedly shows him chasing Rittenhouse, throwing something at him. Rosenbaum, by the way, was a registered sex offender for a crime involving a minor. Uh, by the way, which doesn't in and of itself excuse his uh, excuse him being shot. I mean, criminals have a right to live as well, except via due process, and we've talked about capital punishment in the past. But there are allegations that the something that was thrown was a Molotov cocktail. We don't know what it was, but being part of a mob chasing someone, I think most juries will agree. It's a theory on my part that uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to think that someone chasing uh, someone from a mob that is throwing things and setting things on fire and beating people within an inch of their lives is a immediate threat of death or great bodily harm. One of the four criteria you need to meet to carry out a self-defense claim in courts, certainly in Minnesota and to the best of my knowledge under Wisconsin law as well. The other three criteria, by the way, are not being the aggressor. Good luck proving that in this circumstance. Uh, making a reasonable effort to retreat, which certainly is uh, the case if the video is accurate. And that'll be decided in court. And uh, also that uh, you can only use the force needed to end the threat. And that, that young Mr. Rittenhouse seems to have done since nobody else was hit. Mr. Rosenbaum allegedly attacking, allegedly present, uh, presenting the lethal threat, was hit and killed nobody else. He didn't spray fire. Uh, Rittenhouse did not spray uh, bullets blindly through the crowd hitting the innocent. He, so the video indicates, hit the person who was attacking him and nobody else. This will be decided in court. We'll come back to that. The second, quote, victim, end quote, Anthony Huber, age 26, was shot and killed at the BLM riot. He was uh, confirmed chasing Rittenhouse down the street and hitting him on the head with a skateboard, which is, by the way, a lethal weapon. And any blunt force object, uh, blunt force objects kill 10 times as many people every year, every year as assault weapons in this country. Huber has a criminal history that includes charges of battery and repeat domestic abuse. Huh. Uh, and again, hitting, chasing someone who is trying to disengage and beating them with a club, which a skateboard is, a club with wheels, is certain to be argued as a immediate threat of death or great bodily harm. I challenge anyone to, to try and convince me otherwise. And if you convince me one way, that doesn't matter. It's the jury that needs to be convinced. <laughs> Again, we'll come back to that. The third person shot who survived is a fellow named Gage Grosskreutz, also age 26, a member of the People's Revolution Movement. 
he was filmed chasing after the teen with a pistol, which he was apparently fond of waving about. He was shot at close range in the upper arm. Messed him up bad. Uh, Mr. Grosskreutz has a criminal record of what? Being intoxicated and armed with a gun. He has a record of waving guns around people to intimidate them into acquiescence. Good little thug. So, it's entirely possible that uh, Mr. Uh, that uh, that that the kid committed homicide. It it's, seems the idea, however, that he's a white supremacist might be a bit of a stretch, as each of the three quote victims end quote was as white as the driven snow and visibly, and in fact, in terms of paper trail, at least in two cases, members of the over-schooled, undereducated, entitled, white, upper-middle-class, quote, revolutionary, end quote, crowd that is besetting America's cities and, let's be honest, causing most of the violence out there. And calling uh, <laughs> calling Rittenhouse a white supremacist, as Ayanna Presley and many other uh, less prominent figures did, would seem to be a bit of a stretch. And so, while all lives are precious to God. The path from Mr. Rosenbaum, a white thug, uh, to Mr. Huber, a white revolutionary thug, allegedly, and Mr. Grosskreutz, someone with a long and venial record of petty uh, but lethal potentially lethal thuggery may lead a lot of places. But I don't know how you get to white supremacy. By the way, BLM, if these are the people protesting on your behalf, and I am making the scare quotes in the air, you need better allies. Not exactly sympathetic. By the way, uh, since we last spoke, uh, Mr. Uh, Rosen, uh, Mr. Rittenhouse has gotten uh, Lynn Wood... Uh, What's his name? Uh, the Covenant Kids attorney on board as his uh, attorney record for the defense. I'm thinking he's probably got a pretty good case for self-defense. No way of knowing yet. It's going to be an interesting trial. We shall see. When we come back, Walter Hudson joins us. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., Right here on 1280, The Patriot. George Floyd's death sparked national outrage and propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice like few times before in our history. But between partisan politics and protests, the question remains, are we tackling the issue of race in America honestly? Tough questions like this are here to stay and demand fair and truthful responses if we want to move toward a better collective future. That's why we're bringing national media host Larry Elder together with author and commentator Candace Owens for a -a one-of-a-kind virtual event called Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Stream Unbiased live on September 17th as Larry and Candace share personal stories and present a straightforward account of the real issues of race in this country. Don't miss this important discussion in a pivotal season in our nation. For details and tickets, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order? A singular government power? If we yield over and decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary. We no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, the world after Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024, with or without President Trump. 
Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and yours truly, Eric Metaxas. The Messiah will not arrive on Air Force One. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024. SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024 on demand. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WD.